Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me Rob Brayman. He is a successful CEO and serial entrepreneur. Welcome to the show. Jason, thanks for having me on today. No, no problem. In today's episode, we're going to cover successful strategies to increase workplace productivity. And that couldn't have come at a better time because the pandemic, you know, had forced people to work from home and now they're starting to go back to the office. And so this is extremely timely. So let's first talk about entrepreneurs or business owners who want to grow their company. They're going to hire people, you know, they're going to bring people on. How how do they make the workplace productive? Because that's a tough thing, you know. Depending on what, depending on what stage of growth you're at, if you're truly a startup and you're looking to hire that first group or first round of employees, um, you know that's that's going to be more process specific or operation specific because a a, a, snar- a startup business, most often that business owner is wearing every hat, and those first hires are all about I got to have somebody else grab my fire hose. Now. If you evolve a little bit as a business owner, now you're talking about strategic hiring. The real question is in today's world, as people go back to work, you know, what we're finding and we represent people in 30 different, you know, 30 states, we're we're growing to all 50. Culture is so critically important. And, you know, I'll, I'll stop right there so you can ask a bunch of questions about that. But ownership thinking and culture is is really 21st century thinking, and we run into that a lot with our clients. Yeah, and we can mention uh, we can mention you know Google's "Don't be evil" culture, which turned out to be the opposite of what they were. And so, when you say culture, I mean we're we're talking, for example, in my startup, our culture is to everybody's ideas are valuable. Everybody's voice has a place a forum to give us what they think is best for the company that, you know, our vision and culture are kind of side by side. So how do you, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, let's say you just have an idea, you have a business and you're, and you're running, but you don't know what your culture is. You don't know how to make a culture. What are the steps an entrepreneur should take in order to encapsulate and maybe write down what their culture is and how to project that to their employees? Yeah, the, the the interesting thing about entrepreneurs is really they are their business and the business are them, right? I, I, I usually make a joke out about that because you, to begin with, for the entrepreneur, I mean, you got to remember who these people are. They're honorable. They're decent. They're hardworking. Most people come out of a trade and and really take that trade that they've learned, you know, whether it's construction, manufacturing, transportation, some form of distribution or logistics, some form of technology, that that first leap into entrepreneurship is really about who they are. Right. And it's about, you know, you know, I always small business owners love to say, hey, I want to work for myself. And very quickly, they learn that they end up working for everybody else other than themselves. Right. Because you still got to you still got to work for Uncle Sam. You still got to work for the bank. You still got to work for your people, which is really the question you're touching on today, Jason. That, you know, I, I have had this conversation 
10,000 times over the last 20 years about people ask me, well, Rob, how do I, how do I set up the right culture? And I, and I don't mean to oversimplify the answer, but really it's who you are. You know, for me and my companies, I've lived by a set of values, honor, courage, wisdom, faith, perseverance, and loyalty. And I always knew that I came out of a, you know, a SOCOM background. So, you know, for me, I knew who I was as I was starting to build my company. And I, I'm an old, I'm old, fat, and gray now. So, you know, things stick with you, and and over time, you you realize who you are. Yeah. And the and the so best it see, leaders, so, so it seems like really it's it's an interpersonal philosophy almost. It sounds like you look in the mirror and you look at yourself and you say, "Who am I? Who am I? What what business am I in? What feeling are people getting?" What do you being, believe? Yeah, like what? What are they exactly? What are they getting from this? Like what do what do they feel as though they're getting from this? And uh, whatever those philosophies, I guess we can call them, are is what your culture should kind of be built around. And then that goes into a, another part of you know, I guess culture is a strategy, but to increase workplace productivity. You have to not only have the culture and the vision, but you have to be able to manage the employees that are, you know, following this culture and vision. So how do you manage the growth? Like, let's say you're starting out as a, maybe you're a brick and mortar store and you hire two employees. Now you have two brick and mortar stores and you have 10 employees. How do you manage that growth from two to 10 employees and then maybe 10 to 500 employees? Maybe you open a franchise. Who knows? Yeah, you touched on two really critical things, and you you said manage, and then you said follow or lead. And, you know, people try to smash those into one box, and most often you manage people or you manage process. Leadership is a different thing. Leadership is about inspiring other people to, to, A, tack on to your vision, tack on to who you are, and the message you're trying to build, right? That's about leadership. That's inspiring people to be the best version of themselves. So when you're small, and I said it before, everybody kind of grabs onto the fire hose. And really that is, you know, from zero to about a million dollars, you know, or 10 employees, there's a, there's a threshold there. And, you know, that's where people are really trying to get their arms around, Okay, how do I generate revenue? What type of people do I need to hire? You start using really ugly words like process, you know, profit, managing a profit and loss statement. You know, that's the science of business. And and then you ask, okay, Rob, well, how do you scale from that million dollars? Because there's thresholds, Jason. It's right. It's about one to three million, and then you go from three to five, five to ten million. 10 million to about 20 and then not again, like you, you'll reorganize your company at about $20 million on up to 50 million. And then the organization you put in place, you're, you're much more mature. You're a clear definition for your market share. There's, there's clear opportunity with leadership within your organization to drive revenue, drive mission, drive values. So let's scale it down. Right. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was going to say, most people don't have a fifty million dollar company, and if they are, they're probably wondering what they're going to do next, because that's got to be tough to run. 
the, well, the lion's share of companies, although I think the values are the same, right? The, the guy that, and I have the privilege of working with, you know, that one to $5 million client and I have as many clients who are 20 million and above. So, so I see that whole journey in a holistic way. Um, you know, that one to five million, which is probably the bulk of your listeners, considering right. the largest percentage of privately held companies reside in that in that one to five million dollar range. That is the small business owner today. And their challenges are really the same challenges. How do I find the right people? How do I make sure I got the right hats on the right head? How do I make sure that I'm really getting effective performance out of my people? That's about measurement, right? That's empowering people. You know, I always say to people, measurement is not about you lording over them with a whole bunch of data. The idea of putting measurement in place is about employees understanding how they're being measured and then tying their remuneration or their their comp to that measurement, right? You want them to take ownership of it. So you're not having to, to chase them around the building, figuring out what they're doing. There's and a, most there's of these are process. most of these are KPIs, which you know we can talk a little bit about. I'm I'm, I'm in the middle of, I'm in the middle of a startup where it's all about KPIs. Like when I pay an employee, whether it's stock options or cash, uh, I always like to say that compensation has to translate into some sort of result. Performance. You got it. Performance based stock options. And exactly. So, you know, what if I pay someone, say, $500 just to make this easy? Here's $500. What did the startup receive for that $500? Was it just some work you did or was it role specific user acquisition? Was it user acquisition? We received a couple of signups or did we receive, you know, a press and media reach out from a journalist? What did we actually get? for that $500. And when you put it into that perspective, they realize suddenly that the job they're doing, that the performance is being held accountable for. And that's when the kind of the light bulb goes off in their head that that's they can't the ownership they, thinking. They can't putz around. They can't just be like, all right, I'm going to post some stuff on social media and then I get paid for it. No, no, no. What did we get for those posts? That's right. Yeah, we, you know, and I'm going to put it in official terms, right? You get core compensation and you get variable compensation because most people are not going to go to work unless they're in sales. You know, people think of 100% commission jobs. Well, in the world today, 100% commission, unless there is a real runway to getting paid big, most people want that base. I mean, we, we have thousands and thousands of clients that fight this burden Every single day of every single week of every single month, right? Of course. Now, you can do 100% variable comp, but you also have to be aware that that person that's going to sign up for 100% variable comp understand the obligation of that. Most employees want to have some tangible earnings and a benefit package. Set those aside. That's the privilege of coming to work for you. Incentives. You you, You want to incentivize them. You got it. Now, keep in mind that you have the privilege of their employment. There is always a consensus relationship. A lot of a lot of small business owners say they take a posture and says, hey, you work for me. I'm paying you. And that's where you get into that cultural discussion again, where really employees 
absolutely have as much equity and right to decide where they want to work today, especially in a really tight marketplace. Yep. So you if, you're, if you're not if you're not treating them, comp, yeah, and if you're not treating them well, well, someone else will treat them better. Somebody else will. That's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. So fair comp as a base, but then the variable comp, and you touched on it, right? KPIs, key performance indicators. Those are really the driving forces behind that ownership thinking. If you work for me, you, Jason, and you say, okay, Rob needs these five things from me every day, and I've got measurements on my five things. He doesn't keep in his pocket. He doesn't hide it away in a desk drawer. This is something that I'm living every day, and I'm trying to accomplish a task. Now what Rob did is he agreed with Jason. Jason, if you're a if you're a, a mediocre employee, you're going to get X. If you're a good employee, you're going to get Y. If you're a rock star, now you're going to get Z. Right? I'm a Z guy. And yeah, everybody. Right? Most people are. Most people go to work are good people. What the gap is is do we communicate what's expected, and is there a fair contribution for that ownership owner ownership thinking that we've been talking about? Well, we're, we also have to, that falls into a category where you have to set realistic expectations. Like a lot of times, if you expect employees who may not have the most, you know, the most expert skill sets in certain areas that you're, that you That's need. Right. And you're like, well, I need this, 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 and this. And they're like, well, I'll try, you know, but I, I might have to learn how to do that or I might have to figure it out. But you're expecting like, you know, like you said, the Z or rock star results and you might only be getting, you know, backstage, uh, the cable guy, uh, results, you know, so not the rock star. So, uh, that's, that's right. a, so setting expectations, the goals, they have to be realistic or else it's going to fall apart. So let's encapsulate, right? We talked about culture today, right? Setting the right mission, vision values for your company. What do you believe? Who are you? How do you get other people to buy into what you're doing? Did you create the right environment for them? And I'll tell you, I see so many times, Jason, where you take that, you know, A employee and a C employee, you put them in the same room and pay them the same thing. Do you really think the C employee, if they're getting absolutely the exact same dollar, do you think the C employee is going to be inspired to become an A? Or do you think over time that A suddenly becomes a C? Right. Because I'm not making anything different than the C guy. I'm working 10 hours a day. This guy comes in for eight and probably works four and we get paid the exact same dollar. Yep. Right. Makes I sense. see that over and over again, right? People work down to the lowest common denominator unless you give them an environment where they're rewarded for their behavior. You're communicating well with them. You've created an ownership thinking through good culture now you're really driving a performance-based a performance-based organization, and that, and I hate to say there's a secret sauce because there's not, but you know, time and time again, we see a lot of business owners get stuck because they don't give away the hat, right? They're they're afraid to empower their people, and they really don't put in the right type of culture compensation. You know, I, I time and again will hire somebody and hold on to that person that that really is that seat. Well said. So if you want to learn how to manage growth and increase productivity from Rob, where do people go and find out what you guys do? Cogentanalytics.com 
is the easiest way, just so everybody knows, we, we don't sell your data, right? In today's world, there's always that call to action on a website. And nobody fills them out because everybody thinks you're going to take their data and resell it to somebody else. I can promise your listeners, if you genuinely want to talk to an advisor, fill out the call to action. We will have a real professional reach out to you. And we will talk you through some of the challenges you might be facing in your business. There's a lot of information on our website. We've got white papers, case studies, articles that is designed for the entrepreneur. So, you know, we do all that passive stuff out there so that that information is available for the entrepreneurial community. Perfect. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. And hope everyone uh, listening or watching learned something valuable. Check out CogentAnalytics.com for more information. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.